0: Hello and welcome to the Crochet Circle Podcast. I'm Faye and this is my monthly crochet podcast with a little bit of knitting on the side. You can catch the audio version of the podcast on Acast, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify and lots of other podcast platforms. The video version is available on YouTube. Each podcast has full linked show notes which can be found at www.fey.com thecrochetcircle.podbean.com And you can also follow me on Instagram crochet underscore circle underscore podcast Welcome to the Crochet Clan and our amazing community Hello and welcome to episode 53 This one is called Rainbows and Silver Linings I'm waving! How are you all doing Crochet Clan? I hope you are well um, I've got quite a lot for you this month I was... Like, the last couple of days when I've been getting ready for the podcast, I was like, oh, I haven't done that much, not that much has been going on, and then as I started pulling all of the bits and pieces together, I was like, oh, there's been quite a lot, I've got quite a lot to go through. So, hopefully you have a copper in front of you and you are ready for this, because I have got just a general update, old dog, new tricks, final destination, designs in progress, and quick news beats, and a big up for you. So, first up, general update. Um, I, I can't really not mention what's going on globally at the moment. We are in the middle of a pandemic. The UK is in a kind of stay-at-home lockdown, as I speak, and I think things might change tomorrow. And we'll, I don't know which way it's going to go. We will either be um, given a deadline when the lockdown will be taken off Or we'll go into a higher degree of lockdown. I just just don't know which way it's going to go at the moment. Um, So yeah, things are a little up in the air for many, many people. Or I suspect for absolutely everybody globally. Um, Yeah. It's not great, is it? However, um, I know that lots of you are turning to crafting. Lots of you are viewing more online content. So whilst I'm not ignoring what's happening... You've come here for upbeat, uh, gelility and positivity and that's that's what I'm going to give you, with loads and loads of crafting. <laughs> um, one of the things that I'm hoping is that you're all really safe and well and um, that you're looking after yourselves. Um, and also, um, I just kind of feel the need to give extra hug and loves to the people that are in healthcare that are frontline workers, that are key workers, because you are literally keeping countries running at the moment. So you get extra hugs at the moment and extra love and um, everybody is ever so grateful. We had the big national um, clap. I mean, that just sounds wrong. (laughs) We had a national clap last week. It was last Thursday at 8 o'clock. And you should have heard it, it was just amazing. People stood outside of their front doors locally to hear. I could hear people whooping and screaming and people ringing bells just to say thank you to um, NHS staff, to nurses and doctors for the hard work and commitment that they're putting in. So, yeah, it's been really good. And I guess that's the silver lining that I'm talking about, is that it is helping to unite communities and unite many people back together. And that's really lovely to see. On a personal note, there's a lady that walks her dog. She's been going up and down the lane on our house like, for 10 years um, since I've lived here. Cannot crack a smile, cannot say hello, like barely. I, and you know me, I'm, I'm like, morning! And the more negative somebody is towards me, the more positivity I will pour on them. So like, I ramp it up all the time, like, morning! Morning! <laughs> And she finally cracked a smile the other day. I was, I was out for my walk and she, uh, she walked past me and smiled and did a little... Her, that was morning. That was like her being positive. But I was just like, my word, it's taken a pandemic for you to actually start saying hello to people. There's the silver lining. Hopefully she'll continue when, you know, we don't have to stay at home anymore. But uh, yeah, communities knitting together. It's really nice. Um, right that's it on general update so let's crack on with old dog new tricks this one came in from um, Rachel who is the pulled stitch on Ravelry and she also has a blog called the pulled stitch Um, I've linked it all in the show notes but Rachel got this tip via Susan at Pepper Goose Design and um, it's a really handy little tip um, and some of you may know it but others may not when you're creating the slip knot on your crochet hook to do your starting chain or your foundation um row, depending on which side you take to do your knot depends which side of your yarns whether it's the tail end or your working yarn that makes a difference as to which end can be tightened um, to make your your knot tighter. I'm probably not explaining that very well, but I can show you. I don't think I've ever thought about this before and so I think I've varied in my practice depending on what I'm doing but I won't do that anymore. So, So if I have my working yarn placed to my left I'm just going to dunk that under my arm and my tail end yarn to my right and I make my usual slip knot then what happens is if I want to tighten that slip knot I would pull on my working yarn And if I wanted to loosen it off, I would pull on the tail end. So what that means is as you work, um, because the tail end is the one that will loosen it, once you're starting on your work, you don't really have any way of tightening up that initial loop. So when you come around, let's say you're working in the round, and then you want to... um, neaten up your work when you've joined it. The only way that you would be able to neaten that up with your initial slip knot would be to pull on the work that you've already created. However, let's swap that round. So I'm swapping my working yarn over to the right and my tail end over to my left and I'm making my slipknot and this will reverse out. So, if I want to loosen off my slip knot i pull on my working yarn and that will loosen it off if i want to tighten it up i pull on my tail end and it tightens up and what that means is that when you have made that row or that um that round and you join it together if you need to knit um up that knot you can just simply kind of push the knot up from the by pinching holding on to your tail end and pinching the knot up and it will neaten up your rounds so let's say you're starting um in the round and you might want it to your work to be a little bit looser because sometimes it's harder to work into that knot then you would want your working yarn to be the one that um loosens off but if you want to be able to neaten up an end, then you want your um your tail end yarn to be the one that um tightens up. And honestly, I'd never thought about this before, but it, it really works. And I think all that happens is I don't think I look at one end of the yarn or the other. I just make a knot and I start. Actually, it's one of those tips. If you really want to neaten up your work and you want some of those little finessing finishing touches, then that is definitely something to pay attention to. Especially when you're working in the round, I think this is where it comes into its own because you can make sure that you've got the right flexibility for um, having the same size stitches and for knitting up. You always get this little bump at the end of it when you are working in the round and you join the two together. And I think that will just neaten it right up and make your work look better. So really quick, nice little tip there. Um, like I say, not something I'd ever thought about because I don't, I don't look at my yarn before I start a project and think, right, working yarn needs to be on the right. This needs uh, tail end needs to be on the left. But it's something that I'll do from now on. In, depending on what it is that I want, because sometimes I will want the looser end and sometimes I will want to tighten it up. So. Nice little tip. That, um, The tip that I want to point you towards is about blocking and finishing. And it's a blog post that I pulled together a couple of years ago from the sweater-along. Now, whilst the blog post is called Ideas on Blocking and Finishing Garments, it actually goes into a wealth of detail beyond what you need for a garment. The information is really handy for all sorts of items. Um, I've provided a link in the show notes for you. And there's all sorts in there, like how to make pom-poms, how to make tassels, proper way of sewing on buttons, how to record and document your your makes, all sorts of information, how to wash and block. It's a really good resource that if you bookmark it, you can then just keep on coming back to it. So that's my top tip because so many of you are now finishing off um, projects whilst we're kind of in the house for extended periods of time I've seen so many whips becoming finished objects so I thought that would be a really handy one for you so rather than maybe having to trawl through the internet to find loads of loads of information actually if you just go to my blog post I've provided links across the board for all sorts of things so it's a really good place to start out and make sure you're getting um, detail, I've literally done all the work for you in that blog post so um, go and have a look you might need a brew because it's quite a big one, but like I say, it's very in-depth and it links out to all sorts of other really helpful information. So, we're on to finished objects, and I'm wearing one of them. I have two knitted finished objects and two crocheted ones, and the first one I'm showing off is a um, a knitted jumper that I've finished. It's a pattern called Hay. And it was in issue number three of the Lina magazine, which is a really beautiful um, knitting magazine full of patterns. And um, I was flicking through my issue at Christmas time, just when I knew that the John Arban Yarnadelic yarn was going to be coming out. And I bought a jumper quantity. Um, I think I, I showed it off at the time, it's really beautiful. And the colour that I got is called Badida. And it's this lovely kind of mid-tealy blue colour. But it's mixed. It's a melange. So it's a mix of colour. And in there is also this kind of coppery brown colour. I thought it was more brown. And then when I started working with it, it's very definitely a copper mix that's in there. It's absolutely beautiful. And I... I just love it, I really love it. So this is the third time that I've worn this jumper. It's um it sits right on my hips, which is a a length that I really like. Um it's got quite a high collar to it. I managed to make the sleeves long enough for once, which is my eternal issue because of my big long arms. Um so I managed to get that done and it's got some nice ribbing detail, but the bit that I really love about it is it has this l- kind of lacy side panel that comes right the, up the side from the body, and then comes up and over the front, over my shoulder, and does exactly the same over the back. So, to all intents and purposes, it looks like quite a plain jumper, but it's only when you get a little bit closer to it that you see all of the lace work in it. Um, and it's not difficult lace work, it's a really nice pattern repeat. So, if you're looking for a jumper... Um, to knit that's really nice and simple but has a bit more interest to it I definitely suggest this one, now on all of the other models it was a little bit baggier and I went from medium which I talked about this last time round I don't like having big um, like bulky baggy jumpers on it just doesn't look good and so I went down to a medium and I changed it up to this which is a sport weight yarn Um. And like I said, the pattern is called Hay. It's available on Ravelry. Or if you have Lina, it was issue 3 that I got it from. But I'm over the moon with it. And what I particularly am pleased with is um, when I reviewed the yarn, the yarn, Yarnadelic yarn that I'm wearing. And actually there's a full review on that for knit and crochet. And I've um, added links into the show notes for it. So if you want to know a bit more about this yarn, that's where you go to. Um, so when I reviewed it, I said that I didn't think it would pill as much as a standard Merino. Sorry, that was a broom randomly moving in the corner of my office. Hmm. Um, yeah, it. I said that I thought it would be slightly harder wearing because um, it is the Corridale yarn. And Corridale is a breed, um, the, a crossbreed of Merino and um, Lincolnshire long wool and the merino is ultra ultra soft but it pills very rapidly and my thinking was that a long wool because it has a longer staple length um, within the breeding would give um, the Cordydale yarn a little more durability and that seems to be bearing um, true so this jumper compared to um a blue face Leicester jumper that I have got and have worn a few times. This is already pilling a lot less than that jumper did on its first outing and this is day three of wearing this. Not consecutively, I have to add, but um so it's it seems to be standing up pretty well to the wear and I'm you know I'm quite an active person during the day so it's getting quite a hard wear as well. So that's that's really nice because you don't want to make something and then have a pill all the time and constantly be taking little um, bobbles and pills off your off your jumper and off your garments. So, if you're looking for something that is almost as soft as merino, if you're on the soft, soft, soft side of things, um, but you don't want merino because of the pilling, then definitely take a look at Yarnadelic and it crochets beautifully as well. It's really nice, but... I just love the colour, just, oh, I think this is my most treasured knitted garment to date. I think this is the one that I'm going to get the most wear out of and that um, I'm I'm happiest with in terms of the fit and the colour and the yarn and the pattern and yarn choice that I made, so I'm, I'm very happy. Um, knitted finished object number two is a pair of socks um which are going to my friend Katie. I promised her these maybe almost two years ago, 18 months ago, something like that. They meant to be a birthday present. Um, but Katie is currently in quarantine because she's on the at-risk list and so I thought right, no more procrastinating. It's time to make Katie socks and get them sent to her in the post. Maybe with a bar of chocolate if she's lucky. But literally every time I see Katie it's pretty much wearing my socks. I'm um, wearing my socks and I'm wearing my socks. So I thought, one, I'll get this done and she can have a nice present through the post. And two, it will shut her up and she can no longer ask me where her flaming socks are. <laughs> so um, now that I've shown these off in the podcast, I can um, send these off to her. The yarn that I used, the... Um, The variegated one is something that's been in my stash for a long, long time. Um, I didn't have a ball band on it, so I can't tell you what that is. Um, But it is in quite a bright um, dark turquoise, going through to a forest green and a red and a purple, and going into an orangey-brown. And it does it in um, a nice spiral rather than It's striped, but it's a spiral stripe. Um, the downside to that, and um, I'll show you in a moment, is the way that it's been dyed means that you get a slightly different pattern on the second sock. But first of all, let me tell you about the contrast. is a bright, bright pink, and I thought, well, Katie said I don't care what colour you make me, so I went all out and just found the brightest stuff I could find. This is a bright, bright raspberry pink yarn which I had some left over from when I'd crocheted my socks with Catherine Crofton & Treats yarn. So, um that was just, yeah, a little scrap I had left over and thought it'll do a nice contrast for Katie's socks. So on sock number one, it spirals from the top all the way to the bottom of the sock because I do a toe, um, a, sorry, a cuff down sock. On sock number two, I get the spiral up at the top, although it's slightly exaggerated. And then what happens at the bottom is there is no spiralling. And I was just like, oh, I don't I don't really like that. Instead, I've got these massive blobs of colour pooling. So one, on one side of the sock, it's colour pooled to the dark turquoise with the bits of the green. And on the other side of the sock, it's colour pooled with stripes of the red and purple with the other colours in there. Whereas uh, what I wanted was for me to get this spiral stripe all the way down. So I got onto a, a yarn dyeing friend and said, what's going on with this? Is this bad dyeing? And she said, it's not bad dyeing. What it is, is if um, if somebody has space dyed um, skeins of yarn, this is what happens. And I was like, space dyed? <laughs> and then when I thought about it, I worked out what it was. So, if you open up a skein of yarn and you have it in the um, liquid to be able to dye it, the strands that are on the inside of that skein are on a smaller radius than, um, sorry, circumference than the strands that are on the outside of the skein because they've, they've got more that they're wrapping around, so they're on a larger circumference. So, if the dyer has put a certain amount of squirts in one patch and it goes up and down the thickness of the skein then of course you've got more space on the outside that doesn't take that colour or has a different colour on it than you do on the inside and that is why you get or can get if it's been dyed in that manner tighter stripes going into sock number one And then looser stripes going into sock number two. And I've had this a couple of times with different socks. And I just thought maybe it was a bit of random dyeing. But now I understand what it is. And yeah. I think I would be a little more discerning now about looking at yarn dyers. And ask them about how they've dyed their yarn. If I know I'm going to use it for socks. Slightly different if you're using it for a shawl. But again it's going to show in the shawl. Um, you're going to see a difference in where the blips of colour are if it's the outside of the skein or the inside that you've used. So one just to be aware of, I'd never thought about it before but it's absolutely right, that's that's what has happened here. Now there are loads of different dyeing techniques um, so for me I would be inclined, if I need it, let's say I need it for a sock pattern that I'm designing I don't want that to happen in my sock pattern. So I'm gonna be a little bit more discerning in the future about what yarn I buy for socks and for specific patterns and find out from the dyer what their dyeing technique was because um I'm I'm ever so slightly unhappy with that. <laughs> Katie won't care, let me tell you, she will not give a fig because she's just getting nice warm toasty socks. But I care, I, I want, I want some, I'm very much based on symmetry, things need to be even, I'm actually just a total pedant and I can deal with that, that's what I am, I like things to be just so, so these annoy me. <laughs> like I say, Katie won't care, but what it means is that I've learned a valuable lesson and I'll know to look out for that when I'm approaching other designs and other dyers. Which is another good reason for me to stick to fewer dyers and fewer yarn companies because I've got more chance of knowing their wares inside out and being able to build up that relationship and ask them questions like, well, how did you dye this? Is it going to do this in this design? So, yeah. Little FO number two done though. Um. What else do I have? Number. Uh, finished object number three. Of course um is crochet and it is a rainbow i saw all of the kids that were putting up rainbow pictures up in their windows so they could show their friends and wave from the windows and i thought it was such a lovely idea and i have loads and loads of cotton in different colors in my stash and i thought well i can make a rainbow and i've got other bits and pieces That I use for display when I'm out vending at yarn shows. Like I've got loads of daisies that I quite often put out. And autumn leaves. So I thought why don't I start to make a bit of a collage. That I can either put on the window. But I actually think because of where our front door is. And that's where... Um, A lot of local people go past our front door when they're walking their dogs or at the moment walking their kids as well, walking their kids. They're going for a walk with their children. (laughs) They literally don't have their kids on leads. (laughs) Sit! (laughs) Um, Although maybe maybe some parents feel like that's appropriate at the moment. Um, So I thought it would be really nice to just start pulling together a bit of a montage of stuff and put it onto my front door or up in the window. So the rainbow is number one. It's all sorts of different um, weights of cotton. It's all cotton, but there's four-ply in, there's DK, there's Aran, and it still came out perfectly well, and it's a bit of a dirty rainbow. So it's only, it's not terribly big, but it's big enough that it will look good. It's maybe about 30 centimetres by 15, and it's, um, like I say, it's a bit of a dirty rainbow because I don't do the really bright rainbow colours. <laughs> so, of course, I didn't have any of them in my stash. Um, but, yeah, so this rainbow will go up in the door. I'm just waiting for some little suckers to arrive. And um, they will go up and I'll create a bit more of a montage and then every couple of days, hopefully, I'll be adding to it like some clouds. I was thinking I might crochet myself up a little pretend palm, and he can be sat on the doorstep, so every couple of days the kids that are going past will have something new to look at and then I was thinking at the end of all of this where I set up wool Gathering Sandbatch every couple of weeks the room that we go into is actually uh, by day it's a nursery room and an after school club so I thought that um, if I wash it all then it, it might be something that they would want to put up in their in their room but i also thought it might make a bit of a a mobile so it could it could do all sorts of things but i'll see if they want it because there's no point in it then just hanging about in my house so hopefully it will get a second life after the, um, the pandemic is over so that's finished object number three and finished object number four is the positivity spiral that i was doing with the amazing coloured yarn from Ishrat, who is Fruitful Fusion. I really love this version. Um, It's a one skein cowl Um, called Positivity Spiral. And it's amazing what you can get out of a skein. I made this version um a lot longer. And so it actually doubles over. But even if you double it over, it's still got quite a nice amount of depth to it. And the colours are just glorious. So the cowl works on um a heading bone stitch, and it's um it's treble heading bone. Sorry, it's treble heading bone, and then it's got some filet crochet to it, so you get this lovely spiraled effect that happens all the way up and round the cowl, and it's on an eight-round repeat, which is really easy to memorize and um, the colours that Ishrat died up it was part of Operation Social Justice Warrior and the colour is just delightful, she did three and um, they were based on the elements and this one is called Water and it has like you know when you get dark pools of water it's got those colours so there's like a deep purple um, that kind of lighter turquoisey, greeny blue, little elements of almost green to it and going into a darker blue. It just sometimes you get a really good pattern and yarn match and this was one of them and I really loved working this up and what made it more special was that we were both doing it for um for race on the agenda as part of Operation Social Justice Warrior. And I'll be able to update you on that later with how much um you all helped to raise for Race on the Agenda. It's quite a lot of money. Um yeah, so Positivity Spiral got finished. So for anybody that bought it, I you'll see in Uh, feeling habit that I had some incoming yarn but it's incoming to do the other weights of this so if you bought the pattern at some point in the nearish future you are going to get an updated pattern with um, the different weights so with lace weight and um, another 4 ply DK and a worsted in there as well possibly a chunky too. So you will get an update giving all the different weights of yarns, which is something that I quite like to do with certain patterns. I think it's just helpful to have something that's a bit more versatile. So yeah that will be coming out. Let me pop that one back. So, as much as that's a one skein cowl, you could make it a two, three, four, five, six skein cowl if you just wanted to be covered in yarn in a cowl. Um, it's a really versatile thing because it's just over a certain number of stitch repeats and a certain number of round repeats. And if you need something that's a little bit mindful that you can just work away on at the moment, then I definitely recommend the Positive Two Spiral cowl. It's just lovely and meditative, you don't have to think too hard on it. Right, that I think that's it. That's all the finished objects. That's all four of them. I mean, it's just like a jumper, a pair of socks, a cowl and a rainbow. That's all. I just made a rainbow for you. Um, Right, what is next? I think we're on to designs in progress. And what I wanted to show you, because I promised I would, is... The next load of work that I have done on my scrap vent blanket. So I just keep on adding to this. I have little brown paper bags. Full of yarn. And they're all numbered. And I have just, literally just last night. Started in on number 12. So day 12 of what would be an advent uh, yarn calendar if you had one. And the one that I'm adding in is... um, River Knits yarn, it's a green and it's called Sprouting About and it is all of those colours of sprouts. I mean, I truly dislike sprouts as a vegetable to eat but I quite like the colour of them. So Sprouting About is just being added in and it's going in on top of some old Arrancania yarn that I had which is in a deep um, kind of forest green with a hint of teal to it. And below that just a really luxurious yarn that I'm I was given a little nugget of by Rachel, um the running stitcher, as part of my fibre share swap. So that's just been added in this week as well. So it's quite co- it's quite a colourful blanket for me. <laughs> it's not all just muted tones, and the fact that it goes through a real array of colours is quite, you know, it's quite unusual for me. Um, but it's all going to be finished off with a cream border which I think is going to help to unite all of the colours together but what I particularly love is that I'm just using up scraps bits and pieces that I've had sat in the house and some might be suitable for socks, for contrast heels and toes but quite a lot of it isn't because of the fibre content and the blend and so this seems like a really good way of using up bits of it um, I think that once I've got through the green of the and about, I think I'm moving into more of a turquoise set of colours. And I think it might go from the turquoise into, um, like, reds and plummies. I think that's where I finish off. So, I can't exactly remember what's coming next. These two colours that I'm just adding in now were a bit of a surprise when I went and got the bags the other day. And... Um, Once I've finished adding the sprouting about, I will go and get two more bags and pop them into my project bag and work away from them and do the next set of six-row repeats. So, yeah, scrap vent continues and I will update you next month, hoping that I've done a little bit more work onto that as well. But this is actually my um, um, my only design I've got on the go for crochet at the moment that I've done any work on. So I'm also working on a pair of mittens. Sorry, itchy nose. I'm also working on a pair of mittens, but I haven't managed to put any work on them in the last month. Um, So I will get cracking with them, but this is, scrap vent blanket is my only kind of one that I've put work into. So, and I don't have any other works in progress. I don't have any on routes um to share with you because I'm doing quite a bit of designing at the moment and I've just finished this jumper and just finished a load of stuff and I haven't quite ramped up to the next load of projects so I'm I'm open to I'm open to ideas. Um I'm quite liking doing the blanket at the moment though because it's just so relaxing I don't really have to think about it so if we're watching the news or um like, just watching TV or something, I don't I don't have to think about a pattern. It's just the same stitch back and forth six times, changed to a new colour, and my brain is quite liking that at the moment. Um, you know, there's a lot coming at us in terms of content and information, and I'm finding that my happy space is not really having to think about a lot of other external things. Uh, right, that is it for Designs in Progress. Hmm. which means we can move on to if you didn't have it so I put in a little bit of an order with John Arvin Textiles because like I said earlier I don't know what's going to happen with the UK situation as it stands at the moment we have been told and I'm saying we as in people that sell online, we have been told and encouraged to keep online going, to keep on using Royal Mail and to keep processing orders and helping to keep the economy going. um, I don't know if that's going to change tomorrow on Thursday or not. Like, I'll just have to wait and see. But as it stands today, that's what we've been encouraged to do. So I put in a little order with John Arbin because if it all changes tomorrow, I wanted to make sure I had the next load of design yarns, in part because also... I work really well to deadlines and I work really well knowing what's coming up in the next week or so. So for me, having that yarn there is a nice like focus point for me. I know what I'm going, I know what I'm doing and I'm less likely to have to be distracted and to let what's happening globally um, kind of pull me down. I'm always better when I'm looking up rather than looking down. So here's what I want. <laughs> There are kind of two sets for two different projects. <laughs> the first is lace weight. Like, I love, love, love the effect of lace weight. I just really hate how long it takes. It's not that I even don't like working with it because it's lovely and light. It just seems to take forever. And so that's my issue with lace weight. It just takes this, um, this little bundle that I'm holding up. Is undyed merino, and it's 50 grams of it is 650 meters. <laughs> That's hours worth of work, but I know that the um the lightness of it is so beautiful to touch. It will be lovely and warm, although it will be like having, you know, wearing a little cloud around my neck. I know it will be beautiful, and it's worth the effort, but. I really hovered over pressing, add this to shopping basket because I lace weight. Um, However, it's organically farmed and it's really beautiful. um, And I'll do it on quite a large-ish hook size. So this lace weight is going to be Positivity Spiral. And then going up into the 4-ply, I'm also going to do a version in their Exmoor Sock Yarn. Um, which is a really nice mix. It is 60% Xmore Blueface, 20% Cordial, and 10% Svart Blaze, and 10% Nylon. And I used this for my conventional. I really enjoyed crocheting with it. It's um, it's not like it's not a super soft yarn, but what you get is a really nice stitch definition with it and a little bit of drape. So. It doesn't just like, you know, some yarns you work with and they just hang there and just like, oh, they relax a lot. This isn't a yarn that particularly relaxes when it's been stitched. But for me, I wanted to test that and see how that works as a cowl because you should get really nice folds in it. So that's why I went with this. And the colour is called Mackerel Sky and it is a particularly beautiful um, aquamarine blue colour, really beautiful. Um, This was nearly in Kinbane, and when I went to go and pick up the yarn for it at Unravel year before last, uh, they'd run out, so I couldn't get any and had to change the colours for Kinbein. So, I'm pleased to finally be using um, Macro Sky in a um, pattern. And then the next one is in their Harvest Chews, which is a light worsted... um, sorry light adding worsted weight yarn so it is 200 meters for the 100 grams so this will work up really really quickly and be like the antidote for working in the lace weight yarn i think i might have to do the lace weight one first just because it's my nemesis and then work my way up through the different um colours, the different weights of yarn. So the harvest hues, the light add-in is in this really rusty orange brown, it's proper fox colour, you know the darker orange in a fox, it's that colour and it's beautiful and I love harvest hues to work with, it crochets up beautifully and again it's 65% merino, 35% um, bliss so with that what you're getting is this lovely richness of colour that comes through because the merino is pretty much quite a white wool so it takes a dye Zvartblaze isn't, it's a lot darker it's brown and that um, means that you get strands of that showing up within the yarn so it's, it makes it really interesting to look at and to work with because it's not just um, one type of fibre it, you know, it just makes it more interesting when it's running through your fingers and Zvartblaze it's, it's it's one of the like smelliest sheep I think you can get. It's it's amazing. Like it's got a sweet nutty. I wasn't say taste. <laughs> it's not taste. It's got a sweet kind of nutty um smell to it. It's really lovely. Um, I always love sniffing wool, but Zwartbles as as in particular. It's got I think a really defined um smell to it. Lovely. So that's going to be another positivity spiral and then um, and I will also have a DK so this is coming out of my shop stash because I sell this in kits and I'm go- also going to do a double knit so a DK weight yarn as well and that is in their knit by numbers so it's 100% organic merino and that is knit by numbers uh, 111 which is a dark uh, kind of slurry mustard colour. Which I'm not particularly selling in. But it is a really lovely um, kind of browny yellow With slightly greeny tones. But the reason I've chosen that is because. If I put all four of those colours together. I just think they look beautiful together. With the natural white. The fox. The slurry mustard and um, greeny-brown. And the aquamarine. I really like those four colours together. And then that leaves me with. Ishrat's um, variation in the watercolour way, which shows how it works with a variegated yarn with quick colour changes. So my feeling was that I've got a really nice variation of colours and weights and showing off um, a different dye method as well. So that's quite a lot of work I've got cut out for me there, getting all of them ready and done. And as if that wasn't enough, I also have this theory that next week I want to give myself a design challenge Um, and what I want to do, it's going to be a knitting pattern but what I would like to do is get an idea that's already in my head for a hat, for a knitted hat colour work and I would like to start it on Monday morning and ideally I would like the pattern to be out no later than Sunday night. It's quite a tall order because it a huge amount of effort to get a pattern ready like it's it's immense you've got to come up with the idea you've got to swatch you've got to size it you've got to and um, make it for me preferably twice i usually make things two three four times over before i release a pattern Um, i've got to get it to deb for tech editing i've got to get it back from deb i'll send it back to deb again i'll get it back and um, even loading it up on ravelry and across my website and etsy a huge amount of effort the photos have to be taken so for me to get a knitted hat pattern up inside of seven days is going to be interesting but i thought again in these times i work best under pressure and a deadline and i thought well that's a really good way of one showing off my design process and it's the same process whether it's um, knitted or crochet. so i know some of you gone oh it's a knitted design she's doing well Yeah, I I design for both and I'm not going to apologise for that. I do both. Um, And the idea that I've got that's ready to come to fruition just happens to be a knitted hat. So, um, But the process is the same. So I thought it would be quite interesting to show you that process. So if you're interested in seeing it, make sure you're following me over on Instagram as Designs. Um, that's where I, that's my Instagram design account and that's where I put all of that sort of stuff up. So what I got in from a certain uh, John and Julia Arbin were four of their mini skeins of the Yarnadelic. So the same yarn that I've done my jumper in because I think it would make a really nice hat. One, it will be soft so it won't create that itch up on your forehead um, or shouldn't do. Two, it will be hard wearing. And three will be really warm. So I've got mini skeins in. And there's our 25 gram mini skeins. Which are 83 metres. So I have this very very dark. If I said like raven teal. I think you'd know what I mean. That magpie teal. You know that slightly iridescent. Dark dark teal that you get. So I have a mini skein of that. Which is then going to be paired beside. Quite a bright um, turquoise teal again, Yarnadelic mini skein, they all are, which is going beside a lighter aquamarine colour, which is going beside the undyed one, which is called Ordinary Joe. And it's a warm cream colour. You know, sometimes you get a cream and it's just, it can be quite a stark cold cream. This one isn't. It's got um, like a greyish tinge to it, but it it gives it warmth. So the going from darkest to lightest the colours I've got are indigo dust of my hands woman in blue and then ordinary jewel and they are going to make a hat pattern next week I put this to my friends and they were like yeah, because you don't have enough pressure on you at the moment I was like well, it'll be interesting to see if I can do it or not Seven days to get a pattern out it would be pretty cool if I can do that and show my process and um like show how involved it is to get a pattern. I'm up for that, so as of Monday morning, this is what I shall be working on um and that's all of the that's all of the stuff that came in this month. I have just managed to order a book on whittling wood. Because that's another rabbit hole that I definitely need to be plopping down right now. But actually, I kind of bought it on the basis that Matthew might do some wood whittling. We've got um, it's by studio is the, our garage, and it is full of really nice bits of wood and branches that I've collected locally and bits from the garden that have got that like, lovely um cherry bar- branches and bits and pieces, and I have this notion that I could. I mean, I don't know how, but I could whittle something nice. (laughs) I don't know what I think I can whittle. Or that Matthew could whittle for me, but in my head there's something really special going to come out. (laughs) I mean, it'll just look like, I don't know, what do you call it, the... um, Steaks used for killing vampires. Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll whittle vampire steaks out of nice cherry branches. Who knows? But yeah, somebody put, popped it up on Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, I have to learn how to whittle." That's what I'm off to do. So, yeah, I found a second-hand book, and um, I'm going to learn how to whittle wood. So, look forward to that next podcast. We're on to quick news beats. I've got quite a few for you because there's a lot going on. Um, first one is to say that the global hookups are going to be on the 25th and 26th of April. So on Saturday the 25th it will be 8pm. We've just moved over to British Summertime so we'll make sure that you've got that change. So 8pm BST and on Sunday the 26th it's going to be at 9am British Summertime. Um, I'm also doing some more impromptu ones so uh, whilst we're kind of all at home and if that's something you're interested in then they are getting put up onto Instagram stories usually a day before I actually do them so go and follow and that's at crochet underscore circle underscore podcast on Instagram that's where you can find those details if you need to join um, our global hookup or one of the impromptu ones all of the details are in the thread on Ravelry it's called global hookups but I also put them into the show notes so they're all there I'm staring at them now um, that includes a link for joining It gives you the URL and it gives you the passcode to get into the session so on Ravelry and in the show notes that's where you need them next quick news bait is to tell you how much has been raised through the sale of Positivity Spiral Patterns and through my UK sales of Claudia's um, pins, her um, Aspire to Inspire Love pins that I've been selling. Um, She's got them in America and I've been selling them in the UK so I can get them out to UK and EU folks and between those two items you have helped us to raise 385 pounds for Rota which is a whopping amount and i actually made the um the donation this morning before it came online so i'm ever so grateful for that i really like the approach that Rota has um i like that it's strategic and they try to take a like a wider strategic view of how we can make a change with, about race um in the UK, and um yeah I'm just I'm really proud that through a pattern and some pins three hundred eighty five pounds have gone to a really worthwhile organisation so thank you for that. The next quick news beat is really quite exciting because I have a pattern in inside crochet. I also have an article in Inside Crochet and the two go hand in hand. It's in issue 124 um, which came out mid-March and um, if you're not able to get this, I've provided a link in the show notes because actually you can get digital copies and they are sending copies out to people as well. Um, So it's, it's actually quite easy to get your hands on it if you can't get it from your uh, I was gonna say state agent from your news agent um, no matter where you are in the globe you can get your hands on a digital copy so the article that I wrote is called Make Way for Crochet and it's all about busting some of the urban myths around crochet and what we as crocheters can do to help get our craft the limelight that it deserves to say move over over to some of the other crafts Yarn based crafts and to get um, crochet into that deserved spotlight. It was a really interesting article to write. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't normally say that I'm a I'm a writer, but I really I really enjoyed it actually. Like my least favourite job to do ever for work is writing a newsletter. I hate it, which is why I rarely put them out because I just I get a mental block every time I sit down and do it. But this article just flew off my fingertips, and it's kind of it's aimed at yarn dyers and yarn shop owners as well, in a vague hope that we might get them to think differently about crochet. So that's step one of that piece of work, and it's it's going to have a longer life beyond being in the article. But I'll be able to tell you about that next month. And then alongside the article is the Omni Shawl pattern. I love, I love the styling. I love how they've done it. It's just, it's beautiful. The model is stunning. She is absolutely stunning. Um, So yeah, it feels really, really nice to have that pattern in Inside Crochet. Um, So yeah, that's issue 124. And what I've got up behind me is one of the versions so again, within that pattern in Inside Crochet, it shows you it in different weights of yarn. So the one that I have got on my lovely trusty mannequin Claude is um, in Rivernit's Starry Night, which is gorgeous. It is exactly as you would expect it to be because it's called Starry Night. It's got um, depths of light blue and dark blue. Um, and a kind of mid turquoise colour in there and then blips of undyed and blips of yellow as well so you get these little punctuation marks of the stars coming through when it's been worked up it's a one skein shawl so that's a four ply version but equally it can be worked up as uh, lace weight this is a one skein heavy lace weight version this is John Arbin Textiles Alpaca 2-3 to three ply really lovely and light and airy, It's beautiful. And then we also have, there is four ply version, another four ply version, which is John Arbon Textiles Devonia. And it just makes a slightly smaller shawl, obviously. the Because it's all done as a one skein, the heavier weight of yarn you get, the slightly smaller the shawl gets. But I also have a clever trick up my sleeve on that Um, and then there is a DK version which I did in their um, Merino which is Viola Merino I think this colourway is called North Sea so it's quite a mid-blue quite a, you know, kind of choppy, dark choppy seas colour and then I also did a um, a version which is um in harvest use, so this is in the Aran uh, light Aran worsted and it's a kind of nutty walnutty brown colour which is lovely so one of the things that I've worked on for this pattern is a little tab that you sew on so you keep, the first thing you do is you take two metres of your yarn and you put it aside so that when you come to the end of your pattern you crochet up this little tab and what it means is that you can put your the um, thinnest end of your shawl through the tab. And you can pop it up and over your head. And it means that your shawl stays on you. I don't know how many times you've worn a shawl and it just wants to fall off all the time. And because of this tab, you've got a one skein shawl. will actually stay on and stay put all day long doesn't move anywhere i've tested it um so you can make use of all of those lovely one skins that you've got sat in your stash that would never come out to play because you think well what am i going to do with it well actually you can make an omni shawl and it will stay on you and you can do it in any weight of yarn that you've got in your stash i'm not sure it would go up to a chunky to be honest you probably could do it but my feeling was that kind of worsted weight is the highest I wanted to go to make it be a shape and size that actually was wearable as a shawl. And that's... So this is only. Take a long, long time to work up this shawl. Um, Not because the pattern's difficult. It's on a two-section repeat. It's really easy to memorise. But just, again, because I was doing it in all the weights of yarns, to go from a lace weight, I think, in total, I crocheted up seven... Yeah, it was seven different versions, or six, and my lovely friend Annabelle crocheted one for me. Six different versions, but I've got seven in total um, to show off. So it, it took a long time to get through that, but... It means that you have got a very versatile pattern. All the details for that are in the inside crochet pattern. So it doesn't just give you the details for a four-ply. It gives you all of the details that you need for all of the weights. Very excited to be working with them. They're a lovely, lovely team. And I feel like our kind of ethos towards crochet is um, aligned. Like They want to push crochet. They want to... Um, have it seen as the really beautiful craft that it is and that makes me happy. It's a really lovely crochet magazine and some beautiful patterns in there um, this month. Really nice. Right, so that is Omni, but there's more. (laughs) What else is there? Oh, uh, another design that's coming out and I just need to pre-warn you because I, I don't think I can show you all of the details yet but it's coming um, do you remember last year I worked on um, a commission and a design for John Arban Textiles the annual, new annual that they brought out well they've only gone and done a second one and um, I've submitted an idea and they liked it and it they've got it and they're uh, towards the end of this week they're going to be doing pre-orders for the annual from their website so if you're interested go and have a look I'll pop details of it up on um, Instagram as well and as soon as I know um, like the cost and what it is then I'll, I'll let you know that too last year it was full of all sorts of really fun bits and pieces that my friend Katie had illustrated and there were three knitting patterns and my crochet pattern in there this year i know that there are three knitting patterns and a crochet pattern and the crochet pattern is mine and it's um it's another cowl i love a cowl i just do and it do- you can do it as an ombre and you can do it again you can do it in different weights So the versions, I did one in DK and I did one in a sport weight and I'm really proud of it. It's one of those, I know some of you that are listening and watching that are designers will go through the same um, crisis of confidence. Sometimes you pull a design together and then you don't see it for a while and in your head you build up this, oh it's rubbish, it's rubbish why Why would they ever want to use that, My, whoever told me I could be a designer, all of this negative crud builds up in your head and then I saw the design after it had been photographed and I was like, oh, I really like it, like I'd really built up this negativity around this design and when I saw it I was just like, actually it's really nice, I did a good job there. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's got like a bit of an optical illusion to it. It Depending on which way you look at it, it's got two different ways that you can see the patterning in it. It's, it's really cool. So that pattern is called Broad Oak Hill. Um, but yeah, if you want to know more, go and head to um, either John Arbon's Instagram account, which is at Jarbon, or you can go and have a look. They'll be hopefully releasing details later this week on their website which is uh, www.jarbon.com. and if I've got more details by then I will add them into the show notes and if I can show photos of then I'll add them in and show you the cowl and pop them in the show notes as well. There's something really special about working with a few core people that you really love and um, you really respect their place in the industry and that's how i feel about john and julia and the team that they've got over at the mill i really love going to visit them i love seeing them at shows i love their yarn and um, like to be to be part of that is really special so long may it continue long may i be using their yarns and river knits is like my favorite um folks and yeah It's really special when you find your folks, when you find the people that you just gel with, and it's really nice to have found my lot. Right. Next one is fun things to do online. This came out of a global hookup session where lots of people were able to share. All the amazing online resources that have been sprouting up since people have gone into lockdown. So what I did was started a Ravelry thread. It's called Fun Things to Do Online. And loads of Crochet Clan people have been adding new bits and pieces in there. Now, recognising that not everybody is on Ravelry... What I'm doing is lifting them out of the Ravelry thread and placing them into a blog post that I'm updating every couple of days. So I have linked to the blog post from the show notes. There's all sorts of stuff in there. So there are links to some of the um, like Marine Sanctuary Sea Life Centres that are, are giving you virtual tours. Some of the London Museums are doing virtual tours. The Royal Opera House are giving free viewings of um, some of their operas and ballets. Um, The company that used to be called Craftsy is now called Blueprint. They are actually now doing... um, All of their classes are free to view online up until the 9th of April. That's huge. They have got 53 different classes on crochet alone. I've got my eye on a good few of their classes. I think I'm going to to, um, put a portion of my weekend aside to actually sitting and going through classes on on Blueprint to try and assume more knowledge quite quickly. And I frankly, I could be sat working on a lace weight cowl as I'm doing it. Um, There's all sorts of information out there. You've got pub choirs that have moved to online. There's bingo. There's pub quiz night, there's all sorts of stuff loads of companies are being really, well two things they're really being very innovative about the way that they are pushing their content out now because they realise that they have to move to online or they're just saying, do you know what have it for free for a period of time because if it helps you to get through this time that you're having to spend indoors then great, go forth and prosper and make use of what it is that we're putting out, so all sorts of great details out there If you've got a suggestion, then go to the Ravelry thread, please, and add it into there, and then I'll add it to the blog, or get in touch with me, and I will add it in. But if you can provide a link, that makes my life a lot easier. Um, One of the other things I would like to point you towards is that recognising that loads of people are now moving to online platforms for getting in touch and communicating. One of the ones that's being most used is called Zoom, which is a bit like Skype. It's what I do the global hookups on and it allows you to see people's faces which is so important at this time. Now recognising that not everybody is comfortable with um the idea of setting up a Zoom meeting or how they would run it. What I actually did a couple of weeks ago were some um, some online training for yarn shops, for um, people within industry, for people that run... Um, that might run craft groups, are suddenly having to move their stuff online, might be a workshop that they're doing, they're moving it online, and they're looking at Zoom as an option. So I did a couple of training sessions for people on how they can use Zoom and set up a meeting and some of the pitfalls. Now, in advance of doing that, what I did was pull together a PDF presentation, and I've made that available on my blog. So, that is also available to you as crochet clan folk. If you have got a craft group that you would normally meet up with and now it's not meeting, could you be the one that gets it up and running on Zoom? Will Gathering Sandbatch is tomorrow night, it's now online, we're doing it all on Zoom. So we can keep on meeting, we can keep the contact going. Um, Global Hookup is already online. I will be Zooming with my dad this weekend because I want to see his face and I want to make sure he's okay. You might be in the same position where you just want to keep that community contact going or you want to be able to check in with people. I've provided links in the show notes. Um, it's, it's a blog post that I've got and it talks you through how to set up Zoom. It's free to use and you can get up to 40 minutes on it. It does differ depending on what country you're in. Some countries that are been in lockdown, they've taken away the 40-minute barrier. Others, they haven't depends on where you are however i take you through screenshotted step by step how to set up a zoom meeting some of the things to think about when you're setting up as a meeting that is there please go and use it it's an amazing piece of online resource to be able to connect with people it's well worth using yeah i think that's it for um quick news bits, which just leaves me with a big up and i know i mentioned it earlier and i'm gonna say it again because i cannot be grateful enough to our healthcare professionals to the people that are key workers and frontline services people that are delivering food the many, many shop assistants that are still there working away getting food to us, making sure that we can have online deliveries of food, of essentials of other goods like, absolute big up to you all, thank you so much for keeping our countries in motion and making sure that the rest of us that have to stay at home and have been told to stay at home can actually do it with a higher degree of comfort and um, reliability through your actions and your continuation to work thank you very much you all deserve like all the crochet clan love you can be given Um, it's hugely important and you're making our lives at home an awful lot easier so thank you for that Right, I'm done. I'm going to be back on the 1st of May. Like I say, there are additional global hookups I'm putting in the diary. Just go and look for them. Now, more than ever, being able to see people's faces beyond just hearing them or um, communicating with people on Instagram, but that face-to-face contact is really, really important. Lots of other people are also doing more Zoom type sessions, so um, Sophie from A Spring Snowflake is doing a number of them throughout the week, go and give her a follow, if you want um, something more regular than the Global Hookups or what I'm doing all sorts of people are doing this kind of online contact, so go ahead and see what it is that they're offering, go and search them out but um, hopefully you're all well and you're staying safe and I hopefully will see loads of you in the next global hookup or um, online. Right. See you soon. Bye-bye. As ever, thank you for being part of this podcast, your involvement and being part of the crochet Clan means an awful lot. If you've enjoyed what you've seen and you want to support the podcast, I have a Ko-fi account and you can find that simply by searching for the Crochet Circle podcast. Or you can find links in the show notes. Thank you.